Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some ideal chemistry recommendations for your pool. And in this episode, I'm going to focus specifically on your free chlorine. And you can find these charts online, and they will give you recommended levels for your free chlorine, your bromine, pH, alkalinity, calcium hardness, cyanuric acid, TDS, and so on. And again, I'll just focus on free chlorine in this podcast, and I'll cover the other factors in a separate podcast. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals' trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. And you'll find these ideal chemistry ranges to be pretty much the same everywhere you go with a little bit of fluctuation here and there. So I'll start with the free chlorine. Most sites recommend a free chlorine of 1 to 3 parts per million. And if you're in the industry or you take care of your own pool, you're going to see this parts per million PPM just about on everything from the bags of shock to the chemistry recommended ranges. You'll see this PPM. So what exactly is the parts per million? Basically, this is also... Um, expressed as milligrams per liter and it's a measurement of the mass of a chemical per unit of volume of water so basically as an example I really like when I when they put these charts out so you can kind of see how small a part per million is so one parts per million is like one inch in 16 miles or one second in 11.5 days or one minute in two years or one car in bumper-to-bumper traffic from Cleveland to San Francisco. So if you think about it logically, it's an extremely small measurement. And if you use, let's say, one pound of shock in your pool, and you have a 20,000-gallon pool, you can see that that one pound of shock in that big body of water is not a lot of chlorine that you're actually adding. But it will raise the level to a certain degree because it has an effect on the water. So the chlorine that you put in the pool is extremely strong. You know, if you do laundry and you put too much bleach in your washing machine, you'll see that the Clorox bleach is 6% roughly of chlorine. It's going to eat holes in your clothing pretty quickly and easily. So, So it is a strong amount of chlorine. So when the ideal chart tells you you need to maintain your chlorine between 1 and 3 parts per million, just understand that that's a very small amount of chlorine in your pool to sanitize it so it's safe to swim in your pool um, in these ideal ranges but I kind of lean more towards a higher free chlorine level and there are many reasons for this the one the main one is that the free chlorine and your total chlorine are two different calculations and so your free chlorine let's say you test it let's just for example say you're using a photometer like the color Q Pro 7 and you test your water and it shows that it's at It shows maybe three parts per million, let's say I'll keep it simple. Um, But you don't really know the combined chlorine yet until you actually run that test, which is the next test in that particular photometer. 
Also with the K Taylor kit, you have to do another test to get the total chlorine or combined chlorine. These are used interchangeable in the, interchangeably in the industry. And basically, combined chlorine is not good. It's kind of the stuff you smell when you're at a commercial pool or apartment or a hotel. You'll smell like this chemical smell or ammonia smell like Windex. And that's not the chlorine. That's the actual combined chlorine. That's the ineffective portion of the chlorine as it combines with all the junk in the water, the elements that are in there that, that it's fighting. A lot of times it's the, you know, the body chemistry, the suntan lotion, different things in the water cause that combined chlorine reaction. So you run your test on your test kit and it's coming in at 3.0 parts per million of, of your free chlorine. And then you do your total chlorine, chlorine test and it's coming in at 3.20 parts per million. And that means that the combined chlorine is at 0 0.20 parts per million. And that combined chlorine is the ineffective part of the chlorine. So your actual free chlorine level is lower than the three parts per million because part of that free chlorine is actually ineffective and it's kind of locked up in the combined chlorine. And the way to break that, I can probably go over that in a separate podcast. But for now, just um, one of the reasons why I suggest a higher free chlorine level in your pool, especially if you're using your pool a lot, is that you may have some combined chlorine in there that you don't really know because a lot of the homeowner type test kits don't test for the combined chlorine. It won't give you a total chlorine reading in that respect. But of course, the higher end test kits will give you the combined chlorine by giving you the total chlorine in the pool. And then the combined chlorine is the ineffective amount of that chlorine. So keeping it at one parts per million is probably not ideal in a lot of situations because if you have some combined chlorine in there you're actually at a lower parts per million than one part per million and one thing i almost forgot to mention that the combined chlorine level should be at zero or as close to zero so the ideal range for combined chlorine of course is zero parts per million i don't know if that makes perfect sense to you and i'll probably just pull up an analogy on the spot here let's say that you have a hard-boiled egg and the total egg is the outside white area and then the yellow center and so it's a complete egg, which is the free chlorine, but it's not the total egg because you have the yellow part is a different portion of the egg. And the same thing with total chlorine and free chlorine. It's a, you have chlorine in the pool, but a portion of that is going to be maybe locked up in the yellow part of the egg, which is combined chlorine in the pool. So hopefully that didn't confuse even more. But that's why the free chlorine reading is important, but the total chlorine reading is even more important because that gives you your combined chlorine in the pool. So my preference is to keep the chlorine level at three parts per million, um, the five parts per million in the summertime. The health department in most states will allow you to keep your public pools or commercial pools at 10 parts per million of chlorine because the reason why you're allowed to keep a higher level is because they know that a lot of that chlorine is going to be ineffective based on the bather load and it's going to be combined chlorine. So 10 parts per million, even if you have some combined chlorine, will still give you quite a bit of free chlorine in the pool, unless it's like a total you know, com amount of um, usage and the chlorine's all used up. You can usually tell if the water's cloudy, and then you have that ammonia smell. So definitely want to keep your chlorine level at that level um, in the pool, at a higher level in the pool if you have a lot of usage. And keeping it at 1 parts per million I don't think is as effective. And then let me go over to the bromine. I'll pull up the ideal bromine level for your hot tub. So since bromine works a little bit different than chlorine, your bromine level should be about 
four to six parts per million. A lot of different uh, charts will show that six parts per million would be the minimum. Um, but this one here, this particular chart shows four to six parts per million because you want to keep a higher level of bromine in the spa. It's a smaller body of water. More people are in there. There's more possibility for contamination. So you want to have the bromine to be as effective as possible to really kill that virus, bacteria, microorganism really quickly. So the higher the bromine level, the better. Since bromine doesn't really have a chemical smell like chlorine, you can keep it in the hot tub at a higher level. Keep the hot tub cover. You're not going to have a strong chemical smell. So some of the things that could really interfere with your chlorine level is a high cyanuric acid level. In the industry, it's been talked about for many, many years. The term um, chlorine lock has been bantered about. I'm not exactly sure if that term is accurate, but basically how the cyanuric acid works in your pool, it protects the chlorine from the sun's UV rays, and so it's going to be bonding and unbonding at a molecular, molecular level with the chlorine molecule, the HOCI, which is the killing factor in chlorine. And so it protects that in your pool. So typically, if you don't have cyanuric acid in your pool or conditioner, CYA is the abbreviation. The chlorine, if you put a gallon of chlorine in there in 100 degree weather in the peak of summer, I would say that would last about two hours in the pool, maybe three. But the sun's UV rays will burn that up pretty quickly. So the cyanuric acid of 30 to 50 parts per million will protect that chlorine and allow it to last a lot longer. You'll probably get through the whole day with a pretty good chlorine, chlorine reading in the pool. Now, the cyanuric acid level only protects the chlorine to a certain amount. So if it's at 30 parts per million in your pool of cyanuric acid, it's going to protect that chlorine to 3 parts per million. So if you want to keep your pool at 5 parts per million, you'll need to up your cyanuric acid level to 50 parts per million, and that way it's protected. It's kind of a rule of thumb that the cyanuric acid level will protect the chlorine up to a certain point. And there's a downside to a very high cyanuric acid level. If your cyanuric acid is over 100, then typically what's going to happen is that you're going to need much more free chlorine in your pool to keep algae from growing, to keep the pool looking blue and clear because the high cyanuric acid level does slow down how the chlorine works in the pool. So basically if you have 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid, you're going to have to keep the free chlorine level in your pool at 5 to 10 parts per million for that chlorine to be effective. If you have a cyanuric acid level of 150 or 200 parts per million, then it becomes almost unmanageable to keep that free chlorine in your pool at a high enough level to make it effective. And that's why if you ever have a pool with high cyanuric acid, let's say it's 150 parts per million, and you decide not to use the trichlor tablets anymore because those add cyanuric acid to the pool, and you just go to liquid chlorine, and you stop using tablets completely, and you just pour a gallon of liquid chlorine in the pool, maybe two gallons, that chlorine is not going to hold. Um, it's really a strange phenomenon, but that chlorine is not going to hold without the tablets. Keep continuing to raise the cyanuric acid level and continue to maintain that really high free chlorine level. So basically what you're going to see happen is that the chlorine is going to zero out. Even if you put two gallons of liquid in there, you go to that pool the following week and it's going to have zero chlorine and it may have algae growing in the pool because the pool needs a constant high level of cyanuric, of cyanuric of chlorine in the pool. So the tablets are introducing chlorine in the pool as they're dissolving. This will keep that free chlorine level really high on these high cyanuric acid pools. And that's why you can't kind of just switch over from tablets to liquid chlorine and expect things to be good. It's kind of like another analogy would be like a drug addict. Maybe someone's on heroin and they quit cold turkey. 
they're going to still need some medication to kind of help them get off of that drug. And that's kind of what happens when you have a pool with high cyanuric acid. You can't just go cold turkey, stop using tablets and go to liquid chlorine because it won't be strong enough to hold that high parts per million that you're going to need in a high cyanuric acid pool. So my suggestion is to do a full or partial drain of the pool to bring it down. So if you're at 100 parts per million, if you drain half the water, that'll bring it down to 50 parts per million, and then the chlorine will be more effective, and you can go to liquid chlorine and stop using um, so many tablets. If you're at 200, probably a full drain would be recommended, and to start over with fresh water at that point. I don't want to deviate too much from the free chlorine talk that I'm giving here, but just be aware that if your pool has a lot of cyanuric acid in it, the chlorine is going to be less effective. And switching over from tablets to, you know, bags of shock or liquid chlorine is not quite as easy as you would think it would be. So just keep that in mind. So basically the free chlorine range of 1 to 3 parts per million is what you're going to see everywhere. Again, I like it a little bit higher um, for the reasons I pointed out here. And of course you're going to hear the term zeroed out a lot in the industry. That's when the chlorine level is at 0, 0 parts per million. And you're going to have all kinds of problems. You're going to have a cloudy pool, algae. Of course, the pool's not going to be safe to swim in. So it's really important to maintain that chlorine level within the ideal range. And I definitely think it's doable. And I mentioned one of the factors with the high cyanuric acid level. I could go over a lot of other factors, but I'll leave it at that for this podcast. And I'll probably retouch on this to give you some other factors that will uh, make the free chlorine reading not as effective. Um, things in the water or different water aspects of the water chemistry or how the, your system is set up. But again, that's for a separate podcast. If you're looking for more resources for your pool care, definitely check out my website, swimmingpoorlearning.com. I have a lot of great web pages for you there. Plus, I have an ebook available for $9.99. And if you're in the industry and you need more help with your business, you want to enhance it, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguidecoaching.com. A lot of great benefits there, including the ability to text me and call me in real time. Again, you can learn more about that at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.